You're listening to War Eagle Reader Radio. Something completely different. This is Shug Jordan, coach of the Auburn Tigers. Say what? No, 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 no. It's pronounced Jaden. Yes, yes, yes. This is Shug Jaden, football coach of the Auburn Tigers. All right, nothing like a 45 second or 50 second intro to a uh, podcast. Yes, greetings, everyone. It is Jeremy Henderson, editor of the War of a Reader and many other things. And uh, I'm back again on a Saturday morning, once again late to the uh, to the game, as it were. I didn't mean to. I wanted to uh, do this earlier in the week, then later in the week, then at least Friday night, and now it's Saturday morning once again. But you know, the last time I was here talking about Bo Nix, kind of, sort of, on a Saturday morning, turned out pretty well. Yeah, I think uh, word is beginning to spread that Bo Nix is actually almost certainly our first true freshman quarterback, uh, not since 1946, but since ever. Again, Travis Tidwell started his career, definitely a true freshman, definitely slinging, slinging the ball, gunslinging, but lined up at tailback, technically. And uh, Babe, I forgot his name, Jinduza, yes, was the quarterback that year, 46. So that was a good Saturday morning talking about Bo Nix, and I want to do it again here, too, a little bit. Well, not really Bo Nix, but Bo Nix, Bo Nix's dad, BNF, no, BND, <laughs> B&D. Patrick Nix. Now, typically, when I think of like vintage kind of stuff, whatever is typically in It's Pronounced Jordan's purview, it ain't really, you know, you're not thinking really like the 90s and stuff, but at the same time, hey, why not? Again, for me, it's like 93 was kind of like a turn. Well, 94, and obviously the LSU game and whatnot, but 90, 90, you know what 1994 was? 25 years ago. Hard to believe. But true nonetheless. And since it kind of sort of pertains to what's going on today, I'm going to get to it. Because Jimbo Fisher, you know, the first time you probably heard about old Jimbo was when he came on the scene as Auburn's quarterback coach after you know, Terry Bowden brought him on. Uh, I believe the first year, 93, I believe he'd been with him at Samford, and he'd actually had this, like, wacky career. And uh, my mom kind of sort of knew Jabbo Wagner, and that was, like, a name that was going around. So I think I always got... In terms of like names and people would talk about Jabba Wagner, Jimbo Fisher, it was always hard for me to keep him straight. But so Jimbo, I knew I didn't, you know, you're not really paying attention to the quarterbacks coach when you're a 14 year old kid. Uh, so, well, maybe, maybe you probably, some probably are. But so he's obviously stuck around the game and bounced around to different programs in various capacities. And now after his Florida State stuff and we played him in whenever it was 2013 14 now he's at Texas A&M of course there's so many little storylines you can run with and have some fun with in this season related to Bo Nix always wanting to play the son of a former quarterback who always wanted to play a former quarterback or a former quarterback who used to play for now the head coach that we're going up against today and Jimbo Fisher and all the connections and times a flat circle and all this stuff so I wanted to go back. I started going back. Actually, this began when uh, Justin Lee of the OA News beat writer was asking me if he was trying to track down some old team photos the other day. I think he, judging from the uh, the looks of his latest story, I think he was successful. But because he wanted to, there, there's Jimbo and there's Patrick Nix and yada yada again, everything I just said. 
So I started looking around through some of my stuff and started going back and, and looking through newspapers. He was looking through yearbooks and didn't have any luck at first. So I started trying to find pictures of them together in newspapers. Didn't find that, but of course found some interesting things that I just don't think were really on my radar at the time. Dating back to uh, Pat Nix's first Patrick Nix. It was always, he was, it's like these days he's Pat Nix. Back then I swear it was Patrick Nix. Patrick Nix's first game uh, as a starter. We all know the 93 thing coming in, a miracle that he was born to do per the 2004 reunion DVD, which if you haven't seen that, I highly suggest doing it, especially, I mean, Pat, Patrick Nix's, Nix's stuff is the best thing in there. I mean, he's like tearing up talking about how he was basically born to throw that ball and beat Alabama's tail. It will give you chills. It gave me chills. But I wanted to read this thing about Patrick Nix's first game, which also happened to be his first SEC game in 94, which also happened to be his first road game. Hey, what do we have going on today? His son is playing his first SEC game and his first road game all at the same time. And it's to the West. This one, we uh, played Ole Miss. We opened up against Ole Miss in the conference. I guess, actually, that was the first game of the year, I think. Opened up against Ole Miss in Oxford. And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of this story, right? Nick's gets mixed reviews in his opening act at quarterback. Now, this is going to, some of this stuff is going to pertain to the big thing down the road in 94, which I'm hoping if I get this out in time, we can use as some locker room material because it needs, needs to be there. I'm hoping Bo. Has this in the back of his mind. Okay, so uh, Nick's gets mixed reviews in opening act. His quarterback, the Auburn quarterback, didn't complete impressive statistics, but his coaches were encouraged. Patrick Nix didn't offer himself a grade on the curve, even though the test was his first college start at quarterback. I give myself an F, Nix said, but I give the team an A because we won. That's the next important, uh, the most important thing. So once again, isn't the whole deal right now about how hard Bo Nix is on himself? Like father, like son, apparently. Giving himself an F in the opener. Sheesh, and a win, no less. Auburn's junior quarterback threw for touchdowns, was intercepted twice, and completed just 7 of 20 passes for 83 yards as the Tigers opened Ole Miss, uh, stopped Ole Miss, 22 to 17. Okay, Vaughn Hemingway. Let's see, Nick's did enough right things for Auburn coach Terry Bowden and quarterbacks coach Jimbo Fisher mm, to rate his first start as something much more than a failure. It was good and bad, Bowden said. He didn't execute as well as we would like at times, but he made good decisions too. He can improve. Sounds familiar to me at least I don't know am I wrong Nick's opened Auburn's scoring with a one-yard touchdown sneak with 9-12 and blah 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 attempted to for force a pass to Frank Sanders ah uh, Frank uh, he had to uh, intercept it and, uh, he did something he shouldn't have tried Fisher said it was just a matter of him trying to force that he'll learn from that it was his first game in the Southeastern Conference on the road he won the game I'm satisfied then it goes on everybody's talking about what a great leader he is and how he executed when he needed to and fourth downs and all this stuff uh 14 passes in the first half Knicks attempted only six after uh intermission completing one the conservative offense didn't bother him he'd seen it before they did that last year because the defense was in 93 because the defense was so good uh and then but of course it's uh, from Bowden's perspective it also made sense to stick with one quarterback and keep redshirt freshman Damian Craig on the on the bench. Yeah, how would you like uh, that? You're going into your first season as the starter with Damian Craig breathing down your neck. No, no, Bowden answered when asked if he considered replacing Knicks. Or the first game, replacing him. I believe in playing one quarterback. Pat's our quarterback. Okay, so keep that in mind. That's the uh, that's the quote on Pat Knicks and the idea of playing two quarterbacks in the very first game from Bowden. 
Nick's appreciated Bowden's confidence, and he believes it will help him work harder this week in preparation for Saturday's game with Northeast Louisiana. It's good to know he thinks I'm the man, Nick said. I know I didn't play very well today, but he still thinks I'm good enough to lead the team. It helps my confidence. I know I can do better, but it helps when your coach knows that too. Okay, so keep all of that in mind. So there's the uh, opening review for Patrick Nix, right? Opening day review. Now we're going to move forward to the LSU game. The 94 LSU game, one for the ages, right? The record book with the, the, the interceptions and everything. Oh my gosh, the highlights, the memories. Wouldn't trade them for the world. And yet for Patrick Nix, huge Auburn fan growing up, born to play and everything. The 1994 LSU game is, per his words, in his words, at least at the time, when everybody's celebrating, when tumors is rolling, when people are trying to sober up, like the lowest he'd felt in his life. You obviously kind of forget about that uh, part of it sometimes when you think about how good the defense was doing. But, of course, the, the it was so great that the defense did so well because the offense was doing so poorly. Had to come and rescue us. So listen to this stuff at in the 94 game, like leading up to it. Not leading up to it, but in the uh, the wake of the 94 game for Patrick Nix. When everybody's talking about the interceptions, Patrick Nix ain't talking about the interceptions. Huge headline from the Montgomery Advertiser. Benching hurt Knicks real bad. This is the sports page on the Tuesday after the LSU win, the, the miracle. On Saturday, Auburn quarterback Patrick Nix didn't have much to say. No comment was all he offered on being replaced by redshirt freshman Damian Craig in Saturday's win over Louisiana. Nix broke his silence Monday. In a brief interview, I mean, can you imagine these days, a player saying no comment, the Twitter storm that would erupt just by that alone, right? Just saying no comment. An Auburn player saying no comment on a decision from a coach and everything. I mean, that would just be huge by itself. I mean, obviously, it was big enough to warrant a story, but a couple of days you know, later and everything, right? In a brief interview uh, session after Saturday's 30-26 Southeastern Conference win over LSU, Nick's at which, and there's, it's so weird because there's like no mention of like the miraculous win, the incredible win, the amazing win, the unusual win. It's just this, if you were reading these stories in the week after, it's strange. You would just think it was like a regular game and we, we won. In a brief interview, blah, 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 Nick's avoided talking about how he felt sitting out the better part of the second half. After saying he had no comment on the move, he left for the hospital to get stitches on his chin. His chin was stitched up, yada, yada, yada. And Nick's was more willing to, on Monday, uh, discuss what he called a shocking, shocking decision to pull him in favor of Craig. It hurt, Nick said. It hurt real bad. I'm not going to lie about that. It's probably the worst feeling I've had in my life. So there we all are. There's my dad ripping his shirt off, beating his chest uh, out on the porch. Uh, there I am trying to do as many push-ups as I can to honor God for giving us this moment, uh, eating pizza. It's a great day uh, in the world. And Patrick Nix is sitting there feeling the lowest he's ever been in his life. Worst feeling ever. After uh, LSU took a 20-9 lead with 231 left in the third quarter, Auburn coach Terry Bowden decided to see if Craig could awaken the Tigers' slumbering offense Nick said, now remember, just a couple of weeks earlier, no, 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 I believe in playing one quarterback. He's our guy, not taking him out. And obviously, you can understand him wanting to do this with the way the offense was not moving the ball, but still, it's saying this all just comes into play. Uh, let's see. Terry Bowden decided to see if Craig could awaken the Tigers' slumbering offense. Nick said quarterbacks coach Jimbo Fisher told him they were going to try Craig for a series to see if he could provide a spark. Craig entered the game with 228 to play to a loud cheer from the Jordan-Hare Stadium crowd. Okay, Bo, if you're listening, and there's going to be more of this, but if you're listening, Jimbo 
benched your dad. All right? Benched him. Made him feel the worst he's ever felt in his life. Remember that today. We're going to keep going. Going to keep going. But the fleet-footed Craig couldn't do much with the Tigers starting drive. Tigers starting a drive at their own eight-yard line. Handed off to Stephen Davis. He had a uh, couldn't do anything. So we're back to Knicks. I'm a competitor, and we were only down twenty to nine, eleven points. And I was already figuring out how we had to score to get up. Said Knicks, who completed eight of nineteen passes for eighty-six yards, yards, and had minus seven yards rushing before being pulled. The next thing I know, I wasn't playing anymore. This is surprising, too, for me. I'm going to go ahead and say it in advance. I'm also going to say that Auburn Escape Zones is a uh, great way to spend an away game weekend. Enter promo code WDE in the, uh, on the website when you're booking a room. You get $3 off, not per session, but per person. Per person. Enter that sucker. As many people as you uh, line up, you can have eight in there, I think. That's a, what is that, 24 bucks? Good grief. WDE, AuburnEscapeZones.com. Go ahead and do that. But, yes. And Nix's attitude here, kind of surprising to me, because you think of him as such this just mild-mannered, just yes sir, yes ma'am, gentleman who wouldn't think, uh, young gentleman who wouldn't think of daring to say anything against the company line, who's going to go along, and yes, again, I, uh, not even a no comment. I mean, you think he would come up with something like, I respect the decision, I'm here to make my team win, kind of a thing, and it's like he ultimately kind of comes around to that kind of language, but it's just strange to hear this from him. Like, it was kind of like, who, what? That's not the Patrick Nix that I, like, remember. The image I have in my mind, this doesn't reflect that. But maybe he's saying it very politely. I don't know. Okay, we're going to keep going. Let's see. Uh, they just told me that they were going with Damien for a series to see if he couldn't make something happen. The series lasted pretty long, I thought. Actually, it lasted 19 minutes of the game. I mean, snark? Some sarcasm here? I mean, this is this is this is wild. For the majority of the game, the Auburn defense was on the field, blah, 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 blah. Couldn't do anything, Craig. Fisher reiterated what Bowden said Sunday about Nix's play not being the reason for the change. So <laughs> Patrick's a mature guy, Fisher said. He's been around the the, the uh, this deal. He understands the nature of what goes on. And you take it with a grain of salt and go to the next week. If deep down you believe in yourself, you'll ultimately get it done. And we deep down believe in Patrick. We also deep down believe in Damien. <laughs> kind of some mixed messages there. Right? Who, Which deep down feeling do you go with there? Wide receiver Frank Sanders said his attitude toward both Nix and Craig hadn't changed. He looks at Nix as the experienced leader of the team. He views Craig as a talented youngster who has the ability to make good individual plays. He understands why Nix would feel slighted. It would hurt too, Sanders said. You have to look at it from his point of view. The quarterback comes out of the game, and the fans are rooting for Damian. I think the coaches were probably gambling to see if the team would respond with Damian being the quarterback. Something big might come of it. You never know. He has the ability to do those things. I think it was just a big gamble, and I guess it just didn't pay off. Now Nix is concerned how he will feel the next time the Tigers are in a close game. Will the coaches and the rest of the team be counting on him, or will he be looking over his shoulder? Nick said he had meetings with Fisher and Bowden to get things out in the open. Bowden said he didn't get the impression Nick was hurt by the decision to play Craig. I don't know who what Bowden is listening to. He seemed to be in pretty good spirits today, Bowden said Monday after putting the Tigers through a two-hour practice. Every player goes through that every week. I think now he knows what the deal was. He's fine. That was not a performance substitution as much as everybody wants to imagine it was. I don't believe Patrick's one that's uh, going to that's not going to respond well. <laughs> Think again, Terry. I don't know what you're thinking here. Responding well is something Nick's promised he'd do. I'm not going to pout, Nick said. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to hold a grudge. 
I'm just going to go back today and start working. So I guess maybe you could just chalk this up. Okay, he's just being honest. Reporters are asking him questions. He's being honest. I've got to go and find a way to get the job done. Evidently, they don't think I'm getting it good enough. <laughs> it's just back and forth. Nope, not going to pout. Well, apparently, I suck. I'm getting it good enough. I've always been told the action that actions speak louder than words. Those were some powerful actions to me. That spoke a lot to me personally. <laughs> now I'm ready to speak back through my actions. This doesn't sound, on paper, this does not sound like a healthy situation for a team. It's kind of like a wonder after this that we did so well. But I guess he responded well. So, But anyway, but then it keeps going, right? So it like comes up again, uh, I think like in a couple of weeks, the whole thing comes up again. Oh, but first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nix is fuming. That was like one of the the headlines for for one of the stories, like right after the time, along with the the press conference or him talking to reporters that Tuesday or Monday or whatever it was after the game when he finally opened up about it. Nix is fuming. <laughs> again, not what you want to hear. But here, here, here it comes again. Okay, with the lead up to the Florida game, it's talking about how Nix has got to have a great game against Florida. Okay, Patrick Nix wore his game face Tuesday to Auburn's weekly meeting with the media. Levity wasn't part of the program as he sat ramrod straight on a sofa in the lobby of Sewell Hall, his eyes intense, his voice firm and strong, and his message to the point. We have to play as close to perfect as we can. It's all on the line. Leave nothing out there. This is why we came to Auburn. So this is, and again, this was the the Florida game. Like, this is his other huge, huge moment, right? Nix to Sanders, the cardiac kids. It's amazing to play, but it's talking uh, about how he's got to be. He's got to be better. He knows he's got to be good. Florida's got a great secondary. Uh, you know, uh, Nix is the lightning rod. Three weeks ago, he was benched by Coach Terry Bowden early in the third period after LSU stuffed the Tigers and built a twenty-nine lead, twenty to nine lead. Nix thought the benching would be for a series and took it personally when he was when it wasn't publicly criticizing Bowden. It was probably the worst point of the thing, so he goes up with these quotes again, right, about how he'd already figured out how he was going to come back and win the game. Now this says Bowden later apologized to Nix, but he was not happy with Nix's outburst. I realize I hurt his confidence, Bowden said, but I want to correct myself. I don't want Patrick Nix correcting me. Dang, man. Listen to this. Does anybody remember this, like, this little, you know, brouhaha? I don't. So now we go back to Fisher, right? So because he bounces back, Nick's bounces back. He has some great games against East Tennessee State and Kentucky. Best game against uh, Mississippi he'd had when uh, we won 42-18. He goes 16 of 23, 311 yards, two touchdowns. Nice over the hump kind of a game, right? Fisher believes Nick's is the kind of quarterback you want playing against Florida, calling him a technician. He won't be confused by different looks, defensive looks. Uh, no, no, knows where everybody is, and he's always figuring out how to win. One of his greatest tools is knowing his limitations, Fisher said. That's a great thing. One of his greatest tools is knowing that he's not the greatest quarterback. No, I thought, hey, Patrick, I'm all about, I'm all about you. I mean, I know what he means by knowing his limitations. He doesn't throw it 75 yards, but he throws it 65. He doesn't run 4.5, but he does run 4, 8, 4, 9. Sometimes those big strong arm guys get themselves in trouble trying to make the super play all the time instead of taking what the defense gives them. He understands what he can do, but then when people think he can't make the big plays like at Mississippi State, boom, he goes over the top. He just keeps coming. Nick's nose being the focal point comes to the territory. It's that if that's the way it is, fine, Nick said. It doesn't get a lot to get me going to get me excited. Anyway, Bo, once again, the big takeaway from this sucker is that from this episode is that Jimbo Fisher benched your dad hey had he stayed in there look he's telling us he already had it mapped out how we were going to come back to win we didn't need these interceptions like pat your dad had it figured out 
And then Jimbo goes over, whispers in Bowden's ear. They take him out of the game, say they're going to leave him in for a or take him out for a series. We're just going to see maybe Damian can scramble for a touchdown or something, right? Maybe he can just, you know, a quarterback draw and we're back in business. No, 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 no. Stays out for the whole rest of the game, right? And that would be, that. it's one thing to be brought out, but it is another thing to be told you're going to be, it's another thing to be told, hey, it's just for probably three downs, maybe six. We're going to just see a series. We're going to see what he's doing. And then to stay out for the rest of the game. That would that would kind of suck, I can imagine. So, again, this is all at Jimbo Fisher's feet. So, if you've ever noticed, like, your dad has any rage issues whenever Jimbo's name comes up, that's the reason. And I think you need to... Might be time for a little payback, is all I'm saying. Right? My name is Bo Nix. You benched my father. Prepare to die. War Eagle, by God! Amen and amen, brother. Hey, that's going to do it for today's episode, this week's episode, this whatever's episode, this uh, this Saturday quickie. If you would like to support the podcast and keep it coming, that would be absolutely wonderful. You can go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash the War Eagle Reader. Maybe three bucks a month, maybe five bucks a month, whatever the Lord puts in your heart. It'll help support podcasts. It'll help support War Eagle Reader Radio in general. Some more fun things coming there. The YouTube channel that's uh, getting a little active. And, of course, thewarigalreader.com and the various books that are sure to be coming your way soon, sooner with support. Thanks again for listening. War Eagle, let's beat the hell out of Texas A&M. War Eagle Reader Radio, War Eagle Reader Radio, War Eagle Reader Radio, War Eagle Reader Radio. Radio.